0: Welcome to the podcast, Meet My Potential, where Deepa chats with leaders around the world once a week or simply shares her insights. This podcast is for those who aspire to meet their highest inner potential. Each episode brings you one simple tool that you can apply at work or in life. Hello and welcome. The topic of today's podcast is leaders take responsibility for their world. Our special guest today is Sam House. Sam is a master coach with immense wisdom in coaching and leadership development. He's a senior faculty member at the Coaches Training Institute. Let's welcome Sam.
1: Hi there. It's good to be here. And I'm looking forward to this conversation.
0: Great. Can you tell us a little bit about what is it to take responsibility for
1: your world? Yeah. Well, let's start with what it means to not take responsibility for your world. (laughs) I think All we have to do is look around us and see the hot spots and conflict areas, both in our personal lives, in our community lives, and in the broader sort of geopolitical sphere, Mm -hmm. to see there is a lot of pointing fingers and blaming and a lot of claiming of victimhood by those who have been wronged by others. And that's not to say that people don't do wrong things to each other, I think they do all the time. And when we talk about being not responsible for your world, it's sort of like you have a full permission to blame others for the state of your experience, for the state of your world, your reality, rather than to step forward and own your part, own your responsibility, for this state of your experience. And so the shift is from a place of blaming others or feeling like a victim to stepping forward and feeling and knowing and understanding that whatever you're experiencing is at least in part your creation or your co-creation with others around you.
0: Right. Okay. So it's taking ownership for the little 2% of what is your part and stepping up for that.
1: Well, let's say we could begin with the little 2%. (laughs) But ultimately, I think it's actually more expansive than that. That raises some interesting questions about, well, how could I take more than 2% responsibility for the state of my world? And what does that mean? It's an interesting question for us to look at.
0: Yeah. So what would it look like if someone is taking responsibility for their world?
1: Well, you know, if we get very practical about this and we think about just the average person walking through their lives, taking responsibilities for their world, it means every interaction you have, every thought that you have, every way that you express yourself, it indicates that you are aware that you're having an impact on others, on your world. And with the awareness of that impact, it indicates that you take a more conscientious expression of your behavior, of your word, even of the thoughts you bring to mind when you recognize that you're responsible for your world. And that can then show up in practical ways. For example, here's just a simple example. Great. When you're at the store or you're in a taxi cab, let's say you're checking out and gathering your things and getting change from the money you've given to the person who was at the cash register. If you've got this consciousness that you're responsible for your world, you might engage that person even just for the few seconds that you exchange money in a way that recognizes that you see them as human and as not just as an object, that you see them as an important and valuable contribution to this world that you're in, rather than basically ignoring their humanity. The same with a taxi driver, to, when you're going someplace, to recognize that here's a human being who's carrying you from one place to another. And what is it like to simply hold the understanding that they have a full life that they are living, and so do you. And here's a moment to engage with another human being living a full life. That is a simple, sort of my simple understanding of one way to be responsible for our world. There are plenty of others, but I wanted to get, start with something simple.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How far would you go with this example of what is one responsible for?
1: Well, if you think about a tree we with fruit, the low-hanging fruit, the fruit that you can easily grab, is the fruit that says, I am response-able, able to respond to my world. And it's not hard to think about responsibility for your world in those terms. Oh, it's sort of like, well, I, I move through my world and I recognize that I could be in a highly reactive state to my world, or I could be in an, an able-to-respond state, response-able state to my world. And when I recognize I'm operating from a place of being able to respond, I'm not engaging with my world in a knee-jerk, reactive kind of way, but I'm engaging with my world in a way that says, hold it, something is coming into me, whether in the form of a, an interaction with somebody else or a thought or something, and I take a moment to consider it, and I say, what is the response that I want to have for this? And when I do that, I am actually creating something rather than reacting to something. And when I'm in the state of creating, in other words, I'm initiating from within me something rather than a sort of a, an unthinking, reactive way of engaging, mm-hmm. that's being response-able to my world. And I think that that's an easy way to think about being response-able to our world.
0: That's a very nice definition of being able to respond to our world.
1: Mm.
0: And sometimes we carry this responsibility as a burden on our shoulders. How would you differentiate the creativeness of being able to respond to a world versus the burden of responsibility?
1: Yeah. I think the experience of responsibility as a burden, which is something I imagine most, if not all of us listening to this podcast have experienced at one time or another, that sense of responsibility lives in the experience of each of ourselves, and it gets collapsed with the idea or the notion of control. So it looks often like this. If I'm responsible for my world, it means that i have to control what happens in my world and if i'm unable to control what happens then i've somehow failed and when we hold the notion of responsibility as an act of control it can feel very very burdensome and to actually hold the to actually imagine that my job is to control the way my experience in my world unfolds. My job is to control the world that I'm engaging in. There's a high level of ego involved in that. You know, like, oh, it's up to me to make sure that this world that I'm inhabiting is working in the way that I want. And if I don't control that, make that happen, then I've somehow failed. That can feel extremely burdensome. But if you imagine responsibility and control are two concepts that have been smashed together as if you're putting your left hand and your right hand, mashing them together. We say my left hand is control, my right hand is responsibility. If we now uncollapse those, we pull the left hand of control away from the right hand of responsibility. And we say that actually controlling things is not what responsibility is about. Responsibility is simply recognizing that all of this is mine to be attentive to. That's the way I consider responsibility for my world, rather than all of this is mine to control. And if we consider, oh, this is mine to be attentive to. It's mine to feel a sense of caring and concern, and that it's mine to care for this, but I don't have the ability to control it, all of a sudden that sense of burden lightens considerably. It's not mine to fix, it's mine to hold in my thoughts.
0: Wow, that's so beautiful. And that just makes the whole process of achievement a joy.
1: I'm curious about what you mean by achievement a joy in this context.
0: What I meant by achievement as joy is then the whole process of the success and what I'm trying to achieve at the end of the journey, the responsibility that I'm holding to achieve something, yes. the whole process becomes a joy because I'm just there to give it my best rather than to control the outcome of it for the sake of my ego.
1: That's beautifully stated, yeah. yeah. You can see how it's not uncommon that, We would feel this need to control things if we're responsible. I had a conversation with my son and daughter-in-law who had their two-month-old baby with them for the first time that they'd left their home from three hours away to spend a few days with my wife and myself. And the baby, one night slept beautifully and the other night slept poorly. And here's this young, sort of helpless little infant, and... The parents, who have had many nights where the baby has not slept well, and so the parents are feeling very, very sleep deprived. And so night after night, waking up to this baby who's crying and crying and crying in the middle of the night and feeling it's their responsibility to help calm this baby so that they can have a peaceful experience at night and so that they can go back to sleep. It's a common parental dilemma, right? Mm And So one of the things that we were talking about was in your sleep-deprived way, night after night after night, young parents of this child, what would it be like if you understood that you cannot control this baby's ability to sleep? That is completely up to this young one. What you can do is be responsible for it and do your best. And... When you're in that sleep deprived place and you're beginning to feel frustrated because you have failed at calming the baby, at least you can say, it is my responsibility, but I can't control it. And I wonder if that doesn't cause some ease in those sleep deprived moments for those parents. And what they said is, wow, if we could hold it that way, it would make our sleep deprived experience of trying to help our, our daughter to get to sleep an easier one. Not easy, but easier.
0: Right. So there they go attending their baby in a much more
1: lighter way. Mm, Absolutely. And you can take this same concept of trying to calm an agitated infant. You can take the same image and apply it to much larger events that live outside of our, quote, control. You know, the state of our world, whether you call it terrorism or with crime or things like that. When we hold the consciousness of responsibility rather than the feeling that that's not mine to deal with, I therefore shut the door on that and turn away and do something else. It's essentially the same thing. It has me think that if we imagine that we are responsible for our world, that world that's bigger than us, that we can't control. How might we as citizens act in our world? What additional thing might we end up doing? How might it inform our thoughts about these big things that are happening in our world?
0: How far would you go with the notion of leaders take responsibility for their world? What is the definition of one's world? (laughs)
1: That's a, that's a that's higher fruit on the fruit tree. <laughs> we have one. I think one has to reach a little bit higher for that. And not everyone, of course, would agree with what I'm about to say. But you know, I've spent some time reading a, a wonderful book uh, written in the early 2000s by uh, Lynn McTaggart called *The Field*. She's a very skeptical but very sharp reporter, journalist, and she wanted to translate what the quantum physicists were saying about their understanding of reality, how this physical reality that we operate in, she wanted to translate their language about the quantum physicist's current understanding of reality in everyday language so that we can understand it. So it's fascinating for me, who is very far from a quantum physicist. And what they are all saying, and that she reports, is that the two things that we cannot understand that physicists, they don't have good explanations for, are the aspect of time and the aspect of space. And so they can't be defined or understood. And so if you take the notion of time, which is you know measuring from one point in a day to another, mm-hmm. and you remove that from our experience, and you take the notion of space moving from one place to another, whether it's crossing a room or crossing the planet, and you take that notion away, then all of a sudden, everything that's happening in our physical world is immediately accessible to all of us all of the time. My experience here in Del Mar, New York, is an experience that gives me access immediately to something that's happening very physically far away because time and space dictate that it's far away. So all of a sudden, if we recognize that everything that's happening in our physical world around us is immediately accessible and available to us, even though our conscious minds cannot fathom how that is true, then it makes the whole idea of my world a much closer understanding or concept. All of a sudden, my world is immediately available to me. What's happening in a place that through space is far away is all of a sudden, in some kind of way, I'm having a direct relationship with it, maybe a direct impact on it, and it's having a direct impact on me. So here we are, separate human beings, co-creating or co-experiencing this world, and it's immediately accessible to all of us. That all of a sudden changes the way I think about responsibility for my world if it's immediately available it's much easier to consider my responsibility for it even though i can't fully understand at all how to exercise that responsibility
0: right that is quite true it's not easy for all of us to define what is mine to attend even though things are easily and immediately available to us we have this notion of this is mine that's yours this is my role we're so attached to these roles that have been given to us.
1: Indeed, indeed. And one of the things that the quantum physicists, if I understand them right, and someone might correct me on this, is that if you look at the rotation of an electron in one place, it can affect the movement of an electron in a very, very different place. And so using that simple example, think about, us as humans and the impact of our consciousness, our thoughts. What happens as we change our thoughts, what's the impact of that on something or someone else that may be far away from us? And they're doing much more experimenting with the understanding or the interaction between consciousness and our physical world. So makes this notion of responsibility for our world more accessible if we're willing to reach for that higher fruit than the tree that says when you take time and space out of the equation, mm-hmm. this world becomes more accessible.
0: Mm. I can see how people can influence much more than they think that they're capable of. Mm.
1: Yeah. And when you think about the butterfly effect, for example, the image that when a butterfly flaps its wings in, Indonesia, it might cause a hurricane in the west coast of the United States or something like that, as a metaphor for how one thing does have an impact on another, even though we can't follow the chain of events that creates that impact, where that impact follows through. Yeah.
0: So talking about impact, what would be the impact if each one of us took responsibility for our world
1: Well, I can only use imagination, as I'm sure you can, too, but just think about it. Everyone who's walking through their world, moving through their world, interacting with each other and with our natural environment with a sense of an awareness that we are always having an impact. It just seems to me that we'll still face challenges and difficulties and disagreements and conflict and all that sort of thing, but we face those things with awareness that we are co creating this unfolding story of our reality, of our universe, of our world. And I can't help but think that if we're aware that we're co creating this rather than pointing a finger at somebody else and blaming them for the way things are, then it just seems like things will go better. <laughs> <laughs> Not easy necessarily, but better. Mm-hmm.
0: So if one has the intention to climb the tree a little higher up, <laughs> can you give me an
1: example of what would that fruit look like? I think for me, and maybe I'm just repeating myself here, but that fruit looks like growing our conscious mind to recognize that all of the world around us, all of the reality that we can see and touch and feel and that which is beyond which we can see and touch and feel is ours to create from and to have an impact on. You know, this is where practices like meditation, prayer, focusing our intention, whatever you call those mental mechanisms that we engage in, this is where they become really important is as we Uh, reach for that highest fruit and we think, hmm, I can have an impact on my world that is much greater than I can imagine. And that's not to stroke the ego's sense that it's now all important because actually we are all capable of having these impacts at the same time. And so even though I'm responsible for my world, it also means that you are responsible for your world. And so is the next person and the next person. So as I think about reaching for that high fruit, I go, what's my understanding of this responsibility for my world, knowing that you have yours as well? And we have this shared experience of being responsible for our world. I don't know if that answers your question. It does. It does. Just (laughs) as I hear
0: you, you know, I just feel the whole, I feel a lot of peace hearing that. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Wouldn't that be nice if we could have more of that? <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, everything collapsing, and we're able to create from everything that is around us and have an impact, mm. a much more impact than we think we can.
1: Yeah, especially if we remove ourselves from the sense that we carry the burden of controlling it, you
0: know? Right, right. Thank you so much for this valuable piece of information. And before you go away, one last piece of advice you'd like to give our audience.
1: Yeah. Go into the next store you buy something from and create a relationship with the person who's giving you change. When you walk down the street, find a way, and someone's walking in the opposite direction, find a way to silently acknowledge the other person just by a nod or a wave. And and all as an indication of you are in that moment creating a responsible impact on your world. Do the same when you're walking in nature. When you walk past trees and bushes and even the stones in the earth, walk with the awareness that they are here as partners with you, co-creating this experience that we're all having together.
0: Wow, just hearing you, I just feel you're sitting right here even though you're, you're out there in New York. I just feel suddenly Mm -hmm. the whole world has collapsed (laughs) in time and space
1: (laughs) thank you so much sam it's my great pleasure thank you
0: we hope you enjoyed the podcast if you'd like to know more how you can meet your potential check out www.meetmypotential.com that's www.meetmypotential.com join us again and until then stay cool